0: Listening to the Wheel of Time TV podcast with Jay and Colin.
1: Welcome back to Randland. Uh, we're continuing our post Amazon Prime season one analysis this week, and I am joined by Mahel, Colin. And uh, to Grain of Twitter of Time, Zoe, as well this week, um, we have a great episode planned for you. Today we're going to look at the characters of The Wheel of Time and how they compare and contrast to their book characterization versus Amazon's TV adaptation. Um, before we get started, we want to do a fun little icebreaker. Um, I will ask Colin to go first. And I want you to rank the best and worst dressed of season one. So you have to name the character and describe the outfit that qualifies them for best and worst (laughs) dressed.
0: Best best, best and worst dressed. Okay. um, Shit. I know I'm going to forget someone. but um, (laughs) It's going to happen. Okay. I think um, uh, this is actually tough. I'm going to go with Amelisa for best dressed. I knew uh, it. <laughs> yeah. I almost said Moraine, but I'm going to go with Amelisa. I think she had, like, she had some pretty stellar, like, Okutur, like, Randland, Westlands Okatur outfits, which I'm into. Mm. Like, and maybe, like, will give us a glimpse of, like, what we can expect from, like, Tuan or something like that. It's very exciting. Mm. Um, and worst dressed. Yeah. Um, It's a toss up between No, it's not a toss up. It's 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 it's, it's it's like Matt. Oh my
1: god. Yeah, like
0: yeah, Matt, I didn't like Matt's outfit. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh. I think poor it's like it's, I'm still like
0: salty. I'm still salty about like him being cold and then and then him not getting a coat. Like another coat.
1: <laughs> Yeah it's weird see i i like matt's cost i mean i'm I'm salty about him being cold and that's sad but i like the like bedraggled pirate look you know
0: yeah
1: that's fair all right to grain best and worst dressed
2: i'm gonna say agomar for best dressed Because I don't know if you saw the back of his his thing. Mm -hmm. It was like... It's like
0: a hawk or something.
2: Yeah, the bird. And it it was like perfectly laid out with like the wing spread. I just thought that was really cool. Great attention to detail. Um, I will do worse. As much as it pains me to say, I kind of think naive because
0: (laughs) (laughs) it, it just wasn't
2: like... She's such a beautiful woman. It just was not a flattering costume on her. And mm-hmm. I know Nynaeve doesn't care about such things, but um, they could have done better. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: I actually right. agree, too. That was the one yeah. I said. That was the one I almost <laughs> said with the top up.
1: <laughs> I agree, but I'll, I'll do some hot takes. So best, and this was hard for me because I didn't love every outfit, but Moraine's... Uh, being exiled by the amaryllis outfit which you know Rafe said was inspired by moraine's first look in the books where she's just dressed to the nines i really liked the leather work and the studding of her epaulettes um and i thought that was like a really nice complete look worst uh, my first instinct was neneve but i <laughs> After wa- rewatching and seeing parents silhouette, parents kind of got this like like pillowcase shirt on with like a belt that's like really low, and it's like he's a, yeah. you know, he's in really good shape, and it makes him look like he's covering up a dad bod. and yeah. he has got like kind of bear and bear dad or something. <laughs> like that. That's so true. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, Berenstein. Per- per- Berenstein. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, we're still looking forward to that season two glow up for, for all of her base. Cool. All right, that brings us to today's topic. So one of the things that I've seen a lot of criticism around, especially from book purists, uh, not to say that I agree with them, um, but they feel that the spirit of the books has been lost. Um, Last week, we talked about, you know, the Amazon on Prime series adaptation being a kind of darker, more dangerous initial entry into the Wheel of Time than we get in like the Eye of the World. Um, and, but I think overall, we feel like the spirit is still there, but I kind of want to apply that same analytical lens to the characters and compare and contrast them from the books into the TV show. So as we're discussing this, I want you to keep this criteria in mind. So we'll talk about our impressions of the characters from the books and what their characteristic traits are. Um, so I'm going to ask you to kind of describe them. And I personally didn't give you homework or ask you to pull passages because I think, like, as longtime fans who love the books, like, our impressions of them that we hold close to our hearts is, like, really what you take away, I think, is I- important, you know? Um, and then I just want to talk about the the tone of the character, their values and motivations. Yeah. Um, and we can touch on their presentation, less, less of their appearance. But if costuming is something that you think is important to the character, we can say if that was like strength or weak or how it compared. Um, but through our discussion at the end of each character analysis, uh, I'm going to ask us to rate uh, on a scale of one to 10. <laughs> one being, this is a total departure from the books. I don't recognize this character. 10 being, like, this is exactly how this character is characterized in the books. Uh, the o- if, basically rank the overall spirit of the character uh, in the show and, and see if you think they captured it or not. Uh, cool. Cool. So I'll guide us through it. You don't have to memorize the criteria. Um, But I want to (laughs) – I hope you're taking notes because the SATs are coming. Um, But I just think that's like uh, when I was thinking of it. I want to think of it holistically and give like a fair analysis because there are a lot of people who are upset and we're excited for something and they feel like they're missing something. Um, so, I just want to explore that a little bit and uh, give credit where it's due, but, like, discuss where where we think the show has succeeded as well. So, kicking it off, primarily want us to talk about the Aemons Field 5. And I'm going to start with Perrin, um, who we have discussed on the show, probably had the weakest arc, and departed a lot from the books. Um, so... Colin please describe how you would uh characterize Perrin in the books like if I was just someone who hadn't read the books and you were describing Perrin to me what would you say
0: right uh I mean Perrin is like the quintessential like gentle giant character (laughs) um he is um if I remember correctly he's actually like just shy like in the books he's like just a little bit shorter than Rand he's pretty tall um he's I mean obviously like super well he's like ridiculously well muscled in the books he's like just a huge <laughs> guy but he's also really quiet like he, I don't really, like he doesn't when we first meet him like he doesn't really talk very much he's like kind of um it isn't until we really get into his perspective once they split up that we see that he's a kind of like a more of a deep thinker and kind of like likes to take his time and think things through um so he's actually quite a sensitive character i think so like he's kind of. Uh, um, yeah, he he's he's got those contrasts where he looks like he's perhaps going to be a pretty aggressive, like rough dude, but he's actually quite the opposite. So I think that's the that's the main impression there. You could obviously go further, but I think that's really the crux of it.
1: Cool, I I would agree with that. So to grain, uh pretend you hadn't read the books. I know it's hard, but like I know impossible. <laughs> don't be that sass. <laughs> All right, don't pretend you haven't read that. But, okay, if you, just looking at the show, if someone asked you to describe Perrin in the show, how do you think you would characterize um, Marcus Rutherford's portrayal of Perrin?
2: Um, God, that's hard. I would say very quiet uh, um, and reserved and maybe kind of thoughtful. Yeah. Um, But I also feel like he's in shock for so many of the episodes that it's actually a little bit difficult. So I guess guilt (laughs) is a big, big thing Mm -hmm. with him in the TV show. Um, Yeah. Protectiveness, obviously. Very protective. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I I feel like, would you agree that he has some sense of protectiveness in the books as well? Like when they get to the Tinkers and Gwaine's traveling with him?
2: Yeah. I Yeah. There's yeah. that moment too with like this is spoilers
1: right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, this is full spoilers.
2: Um, there's that moment too with, um, with the white cloaks where I think he because <laughs> he's afraid of them taking Egwene and he doesn't know what they'll do to her and how mm-hmm. can he defend her and all of that. So I definitely think that yeah. carries through both.
1: Yeah. One of the things I w- thought was interesting, and I went back and looked at for each of the Ammonsfield five was um when the cast was announced uh on twitter uh you know Amazon or Rafe or whoever you know was responsible for the announcement uh posted like a quote from i believe it's from they're all from a memory of light um about each character, and so when like Marcus was announced, the quote was. It was about a man whose family was taken from him, but who'd stood tall in his sorrow and protected those he could. And I thought it was interesting that, like, all the quotes are from the end of the series. And I feel like if you, you know, this is so true to Perrin in the books, but it is also true to season one Perrin of the show. So it is like they're (laughs) starting him off with a lot more trauma and burdening him. But, like, that is a parent in the books. It's just not eye of the world parent. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. So I feel like, for me, the tone of the character is a lot more dark and and brooding and and less optimistic, (laughs) maybe, than in the books when we first meet him. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like it rings true as Perrin in terms of like how the character I know might react in these situations, you know, or or be dealing with it. What do you think? Disagree? Agree?
0: Uh, yeah, I would agree. I think one of the scenes I think back to is uh, this one of the scenes when like Perrin and Egwene are are in the in this TV show are um, running from the wolves and they're trying to make a fire. Um, and yeah. I think that's a really, it's a very parent scene. I feel like the way that plays out, I think it it's very reminiscent of what I remember, the fe- the feeling that I remember from the books. Like, it may, it may not exactly be the exact same scene, but, like, I feel like they really capture that feeling of him being protective and, and being concerned about their well-being and her well-being and, and
1: whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like he's always been, like, <sighs> I don't... I- more supportive of, of Egwene just because own emotions and desires got got in the way but like that fire scene is like a good example where uh-huh. he's not like afraid or punishing of Egwene that she's learning to use this power he's like great we're gonna be warm and I'm gonna take care of you <laughs> so uh-huh. it's nice um, yeah so in that way I do feel like his values and his motivations are pretty intact from the book it's just he's dealing with different things yeah yeah and uh presentation and costuming i mean he's quite tall and imposing a figure he's got his (laughs) berenstein papa bear costume on but i don't think much is like said of of parents costuming in the books like um Except yeah. that I always pictured him as like more sexier, like <laughs> like skin skin tight Henley with bulging right, muscles yeah. rippling the- <laughs> through like, him. Yeah, like just he just walked out of like J. Crew men or something. What? No, it's
0: true. It's true. I think that um But he doesn't he doesn't seem like the kind of character who would have like he would he would be like fastidious about his clothing, so I, no. <laughs> I feel like as much as, like, as much as I dislike his costuming in the TV show, it's, it, it actually feels feel pretty right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he would care about, like, really really the fit. Like, I have a shirt on it. That's enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah and no offense to Layla I borrow but she didn't look like the type of wife to like pick out his clothes for yeah. him or anything not not very fail. <laughs> like, yeah. not, like, not like wear this with the matching socks husband <laughs> like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, alright cool anything to add about Perrin before we do a ranking of how well the show captured the spirit of this character
0: um, no, just that I, 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 want better for his arc in season two. I want. For sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just, that's yeah.
0: It. But that that's not really relevant to the conversation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. We all want better for yeah. Perrin, but maybe yeah. that's a testament to the portrayal of the character that we care and want better.
0: Yeah, um,
1: fair. okay. Who wants to go first? One to 10. Scale of one to 10. How well did the, ca- the show Characterize and capture the spirit of Perrin.
2: One is irrecognizable, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Ten is perfection.
2: I'm gonna give it a four.
1: Alright, explain.
2: <laughs> I just I think like the whole thing with like Le- Layla, the whole thing with the love triangle. I know there's the argument that that was from the books, but I just, I don't see it. I don't see Perrin killing his wife and then turning around and, like, getting into some, like, petty love triangle drama regardless of who starts it. And so I just... I don't think it was great.
1: hmm Okay. Cool. That's I cool. think that's fair. Hmm. Colin?
0: I'm not I going to give it a four. That, that's, that's intense. I am going to go with... <laughs> <laughs> I hmm, I don't know. I feel like I feel like what they really I feel like they really portrayed Marcus really captured Pyrrhon's gentleness and his contemplativeness. Um and I'd like that they really captured the kind of like wolf rage. Like we get that in, in, in episode one. Like we see it happen. And I think that's important because I don't even think no, we do see it. We do see it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that's important. I think they really, that really comes across. And of course they had to move, they had to kind of just shift things around because of the adding and and killing of, of Layla, but I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a seven actually. Yeah. I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty good. I, I agree that like the kind of killing his wife and then getting a love triangle thing is not very Perrin, but, but I think overall they do capture the character.
1: Cool um i i mean i definitely agree on the writing of his arc uh in terms of capturing perrin i'm gonna say eight (laughs) um i agree with everything colin said and i think like to me he is completely recognizable as perrin he's they gave him different things to deal with but i would Everything, the way he's reacting and his emotions and his brooding—I think that's like to me the parent that I know would Mm. deal with it in the same way. Mm. Um, Except maybe episode eight, but that is not Marcus's fault. (laughs) It's Barney's fault. It's Matt's fault. All right, I I will have to do some math after and and uh, do the median score of (laughs) all of these. We had a 4, a 7, and an 8. Very yeah, well done. See, let's see, let's see, let's yeah, Co- Collins on math duty.
2: <laughs> Don't put me on math duty.
1: <laughs> no, like, get a calculator to add single digits. <laughs> it's so a six point six point three average, right?
0: Oh, uh, I'm just inputting numbers. We'll, we'll do the math later.
1: Oh, okay. All right, I got a 6.3. Alright, so pretty impressive. recognizable. Okay, I uh, maybe should have reordered these, because the next one is Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so, to Grain, would you please describe uh, Matt's character in the books?
2: So I would say in book one, he is very, um, he's not very serious, he's a prankster, he loves fun and is very lighthearted. Um, and he just likes to cause disruptions and trouble and he's, he's just kind of like the average, I think, guy in that he just, you know, grew up in this small town and, and is interested in when there's news and happenings because he thinks it's boring and, um, but also has a lot of heart, you know, you can see it in how he interacts with his friends and, and, and his interactions with random parent too.
1: Cool, um, mixing it up a little bit. Mahale, d- can you describe Matt from the later books? So, like later in the series, so
0: oh, they get, like wow. a full
1: a full picture. Doesn't uh, have to be a memory of light, but you know,
0: right? Um, yeah, I feel like Matt in the later books he's he's a little more of a carouser. He's a little more worldwise, um, but also world weary. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that he. Um, he's a man of contradictions in so much as he likes to, he likes to talk a big game, but he usually ends up doing like the most compassionate, like, like nice thing, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. which I think is an interesting character trait. He, um, he's a caretaker actually at the end of the day, which I think is also really interesting. Um, He may not, he may not be like the most like attentive to like the details, but he does care about people and he makes sure that they, they get what they need. um, Yeah. People close to him, so yeah.
1: Cool. I would add that he is a flirt, um, a gambler, and someone who avoids doing hard work at all costs. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Cool. So I guess if I was coming to the series fresh and I described Matt, I would say he's like kind of a downtrodden young man who is like had to endure, you know, a pretty dark upbringing with his parents and had to like become somewhat of a grown-up himself in terms of like taking care of his parents instead of them taking care of him and taking care of his little sisters um he definitely is a gambler but i i feel like he doesn't like avoid work for fun so much as like he just i don't know comes from like a family maybe that doesn't have the work ethic or doesn't have the opportunities or like believe in himself um i wouldn't call him a prankster i think he's definitely sarcastic and has like an ironic sense of humor in the show Mm -hmm. um he definitely is still a flirt with women um and even despite his sort of like you know uh living impoverished and having like a- addict parents um i feel like he does have like a bit of like a glimmer of like optimism and playfulness to his character uh but he has to be realistic uh, and and i don't think he has a lot of uh, self-esteem whereas like i think in the books he actually has quite a high sense of self-esteem and confidence
0: yeah i think that's, that's actually a really good distinction i think that's true yeah
1: yeah yeah, I don't think he knows his value in the show, um, mm-hmm. but he does care for care for others, especially like children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks wise, presentation wise, I definitely didn't see him dressing in racks in the books, <laughs> so that's pretty different. Um, yeah, uh, he, he definitely like is adverse to fine clothing in the beginning, but just because he wants to, bust Rance balls and he's jealous but then he you know maybe they're really setting him up for a glow up you know <laughs>
0: like, yeah seriously
1: he's like Dobby the elf of the series oh they're like here's oh, a no. sock <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, okay all right so yeah overall I'd say the tone of the character is much darker I think his uh values are still similar to the book but he has different motivations cuz he has a different past and a different upbringing. Um I think his presentation and costuming is pretty different. Um and I know for book purists like he was the one that they were like this isn't the book I read. It was like a real sticking point for them and they felt like the loss of the character that they loved. Mm. Um I will say, you know, I asked you to describe Book 1 Matt and later Matt. For obvious reasons that he goes on like a long journey uh, this character's on a bit of a different journey but he's definitely further along in terms of like he's already endured trauma similarly to, to Perrin mm. so <laughs> I'll let Colin go first this time on ranking 1 to 10 how recognizable, accurate well characterized is this character if the goal is to, to be like the books. <sighs>
0: Right. If the goal is to be like the books, um, hmm. I mean, I feel like if the goal is to be like the books, I have to give Matt a five. I feel like he's like he's he's definitely recognizable. Like he's still Matt, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the the changing of his upbringing changes so much about him, um, and not necessarily For better or for worse, but it just changes that character Mm -hmm. so much that um, it's really hard to say that it's it's the exact same Matt, you know? Um, Yeah, so I'm gonna have to have to go five for sure.
1: All right. Zoe hit me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I. Ooh. uh, This one, I'm gonna say a two.
0: It's brutal.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We love it. Well, Uh, I I started with parents, so now I'm stuck. Uh, No, I just think, yeah, I think you're right. Like, the whole background of his arc, like, his motivations, I think, have kind of changed. He's a lot darker. um, Mm. And I think he is just like so much more jaded and just like bitter and wounded, you know, you kind of saw that in that town with, with Dina. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think it's, it's just not at all the map we saw at this stage in the story in the books. It's, it's very different. I would say the only thing that's like similar is that he's, he's being used as comedic relief, um, Mm and his storyline.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he definitely has some of the funnier lines, Mm -hmm. comic relief in the show. Mm -hmm. Alright, I'll I'll go a little bit between you, and I'll say a four. Um, I agree with both your points. I think, like, one scene I go back to is when Moraine is um, trying to heal him from the dagger and separate him from the dagger, and right before that, Rand tries to protect him and he cracks a joke, you know, like, Uh, you know don't don't mind him he's doing his best he can't help himself or something like that and like having humor in like the face of darkness is very matte to me so like i see the character in there which is why like i do agree with colin but I also, like, I can't ignore how fundamentally his character is changed from his background and the path that they're setting him on. So I'm going to go four, <laughs> which leaves him with an average score of 3.6.
0: 3.6. 3.7. Yeah.
1: 3. <laughs> 3.7. Okay. We'll round up four. That's a four. <laughs> okay. Um, great. All right. So we'll move on to some that maybe we'll have a bit of a higher scoring. Maybe not. Who knows? You guys are a tough crowd. Egwene, um, <laughs> Innkeeper's Daughter. Um, I'll start off by describing Aguain in the books because she was always my favorite character after Matt um, or... Maybe Egwene's probably my favorite early book character, and then Matt's my favorite later book character. But Egwene in the books in the beginning, um, she is a bit privileged as the innkeeper's daughter. You know, she probably has like a better quality of life than the other characters. Um, but she is extremely like independent and ambitious. So, right from the get go, You know, she's thinking about being a wisdom, training with Nynaeve, not content to settle into her life. Um, She's extremely inspired by the women she admires, Nynaeve and Moraine, and since she is young and impressionable, she learned by emulating people and you see her sort of like testing the waters so she can be a little bit Hermione and a little bit obnoxious uh like <laughs> always has her hand up in class show off uh, know it all um uh, but at at the same time she is extremely like caring and maybe not in the same way the others are because I do think she is a little more I don't want to say selfish, but like selfish in the way that like ambitious women sometimes like have to be. So she I think she always is looking out for herself to an extent and it it's probably subtle in the beginning. Later in the books it's one of the reasons some fans don't like her as much cuz she's not as uh putting the others first or like honoring, you know, her her comrades, but I mean she does look out for other Isadi. <laughs> So that's how I would describe Egwene. What do you think? You can you can add or argue also to that, but um, I feel like Khalid wants to say something.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like my thoughts on Egwene really change throughout the course of the books. Um, I feel. Um, I think that's. I agree with all of that. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I think that's a pretty apt thing. I, I think I just think that there are certain parts there's certain parts of her personality that like shine more than others throughout the course of the books and mm-hmm. um certain things she has to cre- deal with. I'm thinking specifically about like the way she behaves in the Isle Waste. Um Right. Right. And, and and there's such a contrast there because she's she's she really does display such honor, but then there's there are those few moments when she's talking to like the guy Sean who's in her room and then we're like, it's so cringy. I'm right. There, like, so I don't know, like yeah, that's why yeah. I
1: described her as a little bit privileged and a little yeah, bit yeah, se- yeah, totally. self-centered um yeah. you know uh and I think her like ambition kind of like blinds her a little bit yeah, to, I agree to yeah, certain totally. things yeah um yeah. but she's also very strong um you know a str- like an f- extremely determined person who like mm-hmm. is uh tunnel vision to an extent like when she sets her mind on a path like no one's gonna Fucking stop, Egwene! I would say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and the the quote that Amazon shared when they announced uh, Madeline Madden as Egwene, it was uh, it was about a woman who would not bend her back while she was beaten, and who shone with a light for all who watched. Um, so obviously, like we know what that's in reference to. Mm-hmm. Um, but. And I and I think like not bending her back when she was beaten can apply to season one of the show even like in the little encounter with the white cloaks, um. mm-hmm. right? But I'm curious, whoever, if you want to volunteer as tribute uh, to describe Egwene of Amazon Prime series,
0: I do not volunteer <laughs> as tribute. <laughs> i as tribute. Uh, <laughs>
2: I would say she is definitely has the Hermione qualities because we saw that little, like, I'm the dragon Hmm? situation.
1: (laughs) I'm the strongest channeler in a thousand years because
2: I cut a little rope. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So she definitely has that. I mean, she's obviously very eager, very ambitious. I think, you know, she does... Feel attracted to being more than just you know a village wife and, and mom and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, she's already trying to be the wisdom before before they even leave. And then I would say she's a hard worker and um, yeah. I I think she's also just very passionate. You see her get upset at Rand a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I feel like in the show, I'd add that she's kind of a fearless fighter, not that she doesn't get afraid, but mm-hmm. the way she helps Neneve during the Trollic attack, even um, like how she is along the journey. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, it's a very scary experience, but you really never see her like crack or, mm-hmm. you know, she's not a fragile person mm-hmm. uh normal people would be like this, this is fucked up like, <laughs> like i'm losing it no. yeah
2: like, it's yeah. a
1: lot yeah um uh, but i think she's this is sort of a thing that i think they describe in the book too like she's sort of excited by it all and there's a point mm-hmm. where rand gets annoyed with her in eye of the world like mm-hmm. this isn't an adventure mm-hmm. um and I, she's probably definitely more naive in the books but i even hear like with the stark reality, you know, of it, I think she is enthralled with it. And just like her world opening is uh, larger and more important to her than the fact that it's like dangerous as fuck. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that. I think there's something, even though she's very down to earth to a certain degree, like in the show, like she's still wide eyed about it to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're both kind of conveyed. Um, Yeah, totally. And, and yeah, just her general, like steadfastness, like you're not going to move. Like,
1: be steadfast yeah. good one colin it's uh, true <laughs> the path yeah, yeah. will come but once <laughs> <laughs> um oh i mean this kind of goes without saying across the board uh but she's more you know sex positive and comfortable in the show in the books mm-hmm. you know her and nynaeve and everyone from Amon'sfield is <laughs> pretty prudish um ran most of all but uh, but you know a Egwene is younger in the books, so she's a little more mature and, you know, had a relationship with Rand in the show. All right, so I think Tigraine should rank this one first. Let's (laughs) let's start with our toughest critic.
2: (laughs) I'm going to say for her, I actually am going to say, like, she's an eight.
1: Ooh, high oh, wow. praise from yeah. the high eel queen.
0: That's like
2: 150%. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, like, all the characteristics that are who she is are there, if, even if they manifest in different ways. Like, one thing I was a little sad about is Egwene in the books wants to leave the Two Rivers and volunteers to leave, whereas in this series, um, she doesn't make the choice. Mm. She has to go. But you still see... Um, Her agency and like her independence in other ways Um, and just her passion to learn and also be a little bit of like, you know, a teacher's pet is is so true to the book that I just think in terms of just who she is. She feels very similar and even just down to how she kind of like scolds Rand or scolds Matt or whatever is very, very on point. So I think she's probably the truest for me, even though she has different events that that happened for her.
1: High praise from Tigrayne. Mm-hmm. All right, Mihail, what you got?
0: Uh, hmm. What going I give Gwaine? I gave, what did I give the others?
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, I think you gave and a seven, and, seven five. Yeah. and yeah, Matt a five.
0: Yeah, actually I would give a Gwaine, Um, I'll give a Gwaine a nine. Actually. I think she's pretty, she's pretty spot on. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I would
1: also say nine.
2: So let's see. You guys acted like mine was so high.
0: <laughs> well, for I mean, you comparison. Yeah, you should we should. Like seven. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, there you go. That's the average. <gasps> I mean, with with grain, we should. This should be like yeah. graded on like a bell curve. <laughs> just, no, I'm just kidding. No, I think um, it's good. I think. You know, it's all fair criticism, and totally. uh, we're talking. We're trying to connect with like the harshest criticism of the show. So, like, I think it's all all v- valid criticism. We're doing a fair job.
0: All right, so
1: Nineveh or Nineve, whichever you want. <laughs> um, I think Colin, you should describe Book Nineve. <laughs>
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, this is hard because we're only describing. Well, I guess we did, we did Matt from the entire series. He's the only one we talked about. Well, no, we talked about Gwen from the entire series too. Okay. Yeah, so I, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it's tough. I think Nineve also often gets a bad rap from people in the in the first book because we don't get to get inside of her head, and mm-hmm. she seems so so domineering and and stern and. Um, rigid, you know, um, without really understanding her motivations. So, I'm going to try to bring in some of that, I guess, into my analysis. And I, I think Ny- Nanev at heart is just a very caring person. Um, she really, really loves and cares about fiercely the people, um, the people around her, and uh, and to and to a lot of degrees, like would do anything for them. You know, to a certain degree, um, she is. Um, she's highly uh, intuitive. And she's um, extremely. Um, what's the word? Uh, I mean, she's extremely stubborn. They all are, but I think, I think she, <laughs> yeah. she in particular, is like really exudes that. I think. Um, uh, but yeah, and I think also she she has like a certain kind of, I guess, vicariously. There's a there's a. I, I hesitate to say mothering, but almost like, and and like. There's a parental there's some sort of something parental going on there um, mm-hmm. in the way that she kind of cares for the other four um maybe like a big sister, I don't know something something like that um, mm-hmm. so I think that that's a, that's a large part of her character in, in the way that she cares for people um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think she's very um she's very strong willed yeah yeah,
1: yeah, cool. So I I mean a few things you said is like she's extremely fierce and caring, intuitive, and stubborn. Um, I feel like sh- she's very brave in the books, but I feel like she's even stronger in the TV show somehow. Like in and mm. almost you, you, we see her literally grow stronger in the in the one power in the books over time. Um, but she also gains self confidence and like. A point of comparison I keep thinking about is in the books when she tracks uh everyone to Bear Lawn and she goes, like has a showdown with Moraine and like Lan sitting in the corner and all the other Amons fielder like just like chugging their wine quietly, <laughs> like, ho- like seeing how the cats in a bag are gonna play out, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um and in this one, you know, we see her Fucking take out a Trollic, uh, track Moraine, and then, like, literally try to kill Land. (laughs) Because, like, where are they? Um, So she's even, I feel like, even more self-assured and has that intense level of of conviction early on. Um, You know, maybe circumstances are a bit more dire- or, like, uh, forthcoming in in the TV show at that point. But, um, but yeah, I, I think it's interesting, you know, I feel like for Matt and Perrin, I brought up their later arcs just because the show went so dark with them so early, whereas, like, the others is like, sure, they might be borrowing some traits because the cast is a bit older and they are, like, you know, casting them as more mature than they are in the books, um, but Zoe, what are your thoughts on Neneve?
2: I think she's decently similar between the two. Um, <laughs> I think she's, you know, in the books, uh, she kind of has the anger from the beginning. And she I think she also has the block from the beginning, though she doesn't know mm-hmm. it. I think we're actually seeing her develop anger and the block <laughs> from like almost seen like a pre version of her where she's happy and she'll drink beer with people in the village, almost Mm -hmm. like these traumas throughout the first season keep happening to her where she's like kind of developing where we kind of meet her at the books, like angry, Mm -hmm. protective, um, blocked. Um, and so I think it's actually really interesting to see in the first episode that she was much more lighthearted and kind of almost, Loving towards Egwene and the women's ceremony and then drinking afterwards. And um, it's just an interesting, an interesting approach.
1: Yeah, you know, in our last episode, we were talking about um, the the lack of the village council and men not having such a strong presence in, in the pilot. And I feel like that made space to show uh, Neneve as being comfortable in her role as wisdom and respected, mm-hmm. instead of, like, in the books, kicks it right off showing us how, like, the men are always questioning her and her age and she's really got something to prove and that's why she's, like, mm-hmm. literally like, carrying a big stick <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, <right>. like, <laughs> like, just dumping Thatcher's like, just, like what'd you say? <laughs> what'd yeah. you say to me? Like, you know Um whereas here yeah, it just feels like she has that presence already um and it's really (laughs) so when moraine starts questioning it that's when she gets mad Mm -hmm. um but yeah and then presentation wise um i mean she has a pretty epic braid and stout two rivers woolens so i feel like (laughs) that was pretty dead on maybe too dead on (laughs)
2: yeah
1: <laughs> like you, book Thanks. purists, do you see how stout that was? <laughs> like, yeah, right. That deserves at least an extra point on the Tigraine scale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. Okay, I'll, I guess I'll go first on this one. I would say I'll give her an eight. Or okay. er, God, it's hard. Honestly, no. Okay, I'll give her a seven um, because I think I was I was weighting it more heavily because it's the naive that I want <laughs> is in the show, but I was never a huge fan in the books. So I think like I'm, I'm waiting it wrongly, but I I think she really captures the spirit of this character is completely Mm. recognizable as this character, but I think they've allowed for more growth and like diversions to strengthen this character and make her even more well rounded. So that will seven.
2: (laughs) All right.
0: That's fair. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: Mm -hmm. um okay first off none of this is critique this is just the (laughs) exercise um for me she's a six right now but I think they're gonna bring her to be much closer to the book character so six for now um just because she is a lot warmer she is a lot more open um to new things than she was in the book she's not as judgmental um and she is a little kind of not quite as as like you said, not quite as much of a chip on her shoulder and all that. But I think we're going to kind of see her get to that kind of more mm-hmm. really fiery, angry kind of place later on. So I think they're going to get mm-hmm. there. I just don't think it's there yet. Yeah,
1: it's I think fair. that's valid. I'm being mm-hmm. too nice. <laughs>
0: Colin I mean, to I want to be nicer. Out. I want to be nicer. <laughs> like I, I love, I love many even the show. I don't. I'm not afraid to say it. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not i know that's the thing i'm like i do i'm weighting it more heavily because i love her in the show but that doesn't mean yeah. it's as accurate to the books because no, it's, it's not right? like i love
0: yeah <laughs> no it's true it's, it's a really good point and i have to i have to state that like she was and i've said it before like she wasn't one of my favorite characters in the books mm-hmm. um, but she is a standout for sure in the show um so there's something i have to account for that um i think but i do think uh you know, a lot of these characters, a lot of the characters have been altered somewhat to make them more realistic, honestly, to a certain degree, like, because, you know, like, if we saw Nene running around, like, tugging her braid, like, every <laughs> time. <you know> <laughs> we'd, like, we'd be like, what the fuck is this We'd
1: be like, she braid? actually needs a therapist. She has, like, yeah, repetitive like, behavior therapy. Like, if yeah, the
0: yeah, characters just... actually looked like they did the things that they did in the books, like, they'd look crazy. So, in you know, a <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if Mar- if, 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 if Perrin were like actually as hulking as he were in the books, he would it would be like almost be, disgusting, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah he'd,
1: he'd be John Cena as Perrin, or something, <laughs> you
0: know, just it'd like be crazy. <laughs> so, I don't know, I kind of like have to take it with a grain of salt in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to justify my extremely high score, I'm gonna give. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's, that's why I don't think any of this stuff is like necessarily a critique, even when I give a low yeah. number, because like I do yeah. think some things had to change for the screen. So of like, I'm not necessarily it's saying this is bad. I'm just doing the exercise of like how does it compare?
1: No, and to be fair, yeah. like I'm not asking you guys to write how successful the character is written for the TV show. I'm asking mm-hmm. like how accurate is to this to the books and the books. Yeah, but yeah. taking into account the spirit of the character. Plus how they are
2: in the books, you know, so it's like
1: a full picture. So I think this is good.
2: So we're We're not being neat.
0: (laughs) I'm going to, okay, I'm going to go with, oh, fuck. I'm going to go with an eight. I'm going to give her an eight.
1: Okay. Six, seven, eight.
0: So it's a seven. It's a seven. Okay.
1: That one was easy. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) So far, Egwene is the highest uh, highest ranking in terms of accuracy to the books.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. So last but not least, af- after we talk about Rand, we'll talk about secondary characters, but we don't have to describe the book and the TV show. We can just get in straight into the debate. Um, but I saved, obviously, the best for last, to Grain's son, Rand <laughs> Althor. Um All right, so you have to describe Rand in the books. This one's on you. (laughs) He came out of your womb, so if you don't know... (laughs) You're like, I was too busy fighting. I didn't, like, talk to him.
2: (laughs) Um, So I think Rand in the early books is, you know, very naive but very open um, and willing to... uh, I think he's very content with where he's at, um, but I think he's willing to do, obviously, what is right to protect his village and his dad, and you kind of see that throughout his character development of, obviously, he does not want to be the dragon, but he does everything he's supposed to anyways. He pretty much follows the prophecies, like an instruction manual, and... Um, <laughs> it's like pretty much like, you know, I think so many people would have just been like, no, I'm not going to do this. Um, but I, he's kind of encapsulated by that quote of, of duty or is duty is heavier than a mountain, um, because he just follows his duty. He does what is right. No matter what, he has an incredible sense of honor in that sense. So, um, that is how I would describe book Rand.
1: Mm hmm. I'll think that's pretty accurate or very accurate. I would also add like an eye of the world when we meet him and maybe throughout the books, he is very like typical idea of like wholesome values and, and in terms of like what he wants from life, like he wants a very traditional life to like stay on as a shepherd in the two rivers, like have a family of his own. Um, and so like I think it is really difficult for him in the books, even though he like he doesn't struggle to accept his duty, but it is like emotionally I think hard for him. Even when he doesn't think he's in love with Egwene in the books, like it's still hard for him to let go of this idea of what his life was gonna be. Mm. Um I would say that's
2: Uh, accurate. He even struggles embracing, like, his new relationships and stuff like that because he's so just, like, stuck in this, like, narrow view of, like, what
1: is acceptable and
2: it's, like, sad.
1: Yeah. And in in the book, sexuality makes him very uncomfortable for the entirety of it, (laughs) even when he's having plenty of it. It's still, like,
0: like, he can't
1: understand, (laughs) like women women at all like, like
0: it's crazy yeah. they
1: they all have that inner monologue in the books like oh parent would know what to do with girls Matt would know what to do but like literally they're all right except when they say Rand like Rand, yeah, Rand <laughs> no one ask player. Rand what to do yeah, with Rand, girls
2: if Rand wasn't a dragon he would have some problems <laughs> oh. oh my god yeah Um.
1: okay cool so Colin, what do you think about TV Rand? How do you think he compares to book Rand?
0: Uh, hmm. I think it's actually pretty accurate. I, I, I feel like TV Rand, I feel like Rand is actually the, the least tampered with character um, of the five that we've discussed. Um, I've actually yeah, thought about that before. And I really think that like for the most part, he his journey is pretty pretty close to like what happens in the books you know mm-hmm. um and i think that the way he's being presented is is pretty close he's a little maybe um i mean some things change because of the the, the nature of the relationship with Egwene i think like that that's changed a little bit mm-hmm. um but for the most part i think he's he's the same he's the same character you know mm-hmm. um i think they hit all the beats honestly
1: cool Zoe, any uh, rebuttal on that or expansion? What do you think?
2: Um, I would just say I, I do think with the aging up of him and Egwene and them already kind of being intimate with each other and all of that, I do think that's setting up for down the line. I think hopefully it'll be a little less of a disaster with whatever format his his future partners take, so... Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I hope hope we don't get the thing Where like when he and Min hook up And he thinks it's like a rape situation And you're like no
1: (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Yeah Yeah, I mean if you want to argue that like Uh, mature sex positive Rand is a huge departure from the books. I won't disagree with you and hopefully they stick on that path it's like not a bad if that's the biggest change of Rand uh.
2: yeah so I I think with that there's a change Um, but other than that I would say I mean yeah he seems fairly accurate I mean we don't have a ton of, of time with him but what we do see seems on par
1: yeah i would add like for me the thing that felt that sold tv rand for me as being very accurate to the books is how his relationship with moraine is um even from early on like an episode i think it's episode two uh where he has like his argument with her in the woods like Mm -hmm. after the dream and Mm -hmm. Matt's like hey you know she throws fireballs maybe stay on her good side you know but he's got this like angstiness and like rage that's already growing in him and I feel like Rand has that when he's on the road because for him it was the hardest to leave Eamon's field behind and I think he struggles that everyone else seems to be handling it better than him Mm -hmm. and I that like really resonated for me as like the Rand I remember from the books.
0: Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna point that scene out too. Um, Yeah, I I thought that really kind of sold it too. That kind of brought it home for sure. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm. Cool. Um, And the way he cares for Matt, you know, that was very similar to the books. Such a such a good boy. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's nice that like. I mean, obviously, we have less less time in the show, Mm -hmm. so they 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 did a like kind of a twofold thing where they. Kind of been captured. They captured the way that he takes care of our Matt um, in that kind of line of dialogue that also like makes them more like emotionally available to one another. Which at the same time, mm-hmm. um, when he says, "You know, I'm here," or whatever, whatever he says in the bar, and he said something that was really sweet. Um, but yeah, I like I like that moment. That was good. Kind of captures the way he kind of takes care of Matt on the road in the books because uh, we don't get all that time again. Mm-hmm. That's Cool.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to give Rand my highest ranking of 9. I don't know if anyone can be a 10. You gave play a 9, too.
0: You gave I, a 9. Did
1: I? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. Aguain and Rand, <laughs> they're perfect. Um, yes, so 9. Colin, you can go
0: next. Uh, I'm going to give a 9, too. I'm going to have to. I, yeah, I don't think anyone can get a 10. I don't
1: think that's... This awesome. is fun. It's like grading figure skating. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: going to give him a 9.5. Oh, my, oh my god! Wow. I think he's wow. very, very close. Uh, I think the only thing is like the relationship with Egwene. Even like the conversation between him and Matt and Tarvalon where Matt's like, just kill me if I'm the dragon or... Oh my god. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then Rand was like, yeah, kill me too. And Matt's like... Um, yeah that was, that was very um you know death wish rand so uh i think, I think it's really close.
1: emo rand yeah. Yeah. yeah okay 9.2 average go rand all right they did something right okay so um i'm gonna go through a list of secondary characters with our remaining time for this one um I want you to just score them and explain your rationale uh, for how. So first up is Moraine, um, and while you think about it, I'll share the quote that Amazon shared. Oh fuck! No, I'm gonna have to edit that out. Actually, <laughs> um, <laughs> never mind. All right, first up is Moraine. Who wants to go first?
0: <laughs> I. All right, all right. I'm gonna kay. give Moraine. I'm gonna give Moraine a seven. Um, And that's, that's not a value judgment. That's just like, just Mm -hmm. strictly how well do I think they correlate? I think it's, I think it's a recognizable character without a doubt. Um, But this is a much more vulnerable and open Moraine than we get in the books. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a necessity. I think they have to, to a certain degree. Um, But it is, she is not the closed off, like, you know, the Mm -hmm. closed off rock from the books. Um, yeah. I mean, she's still just as capable, you know, and, and whatnot, but it's not, it's not the same character.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So.
2: I'm going to say a four for Moraine. <laughs> wow. I think. <laughs> Colin's face. <laughs> um, <laughs> I. <laughs> um. I think she is recognizable, but I do think she's very, very different. I don't think she is as um she doesn't have the eyes that I eye calm. She doesn't have um kind of the collectedness. Um I don't think she has kind of that constantly quietly conniving kind of mind she's kind of thinking out loud in a lot of places or not sure what to do um so yeah she's just very different to me and uh you know i think that that it's not a critique the argument can be made that that's good um but i just don't think even in some cases it seems like she's not even quite fully thinking through the things she's saying and and they don't quite make sense so um yeah, for me it's it's not. It's not quite book Moraine.
1: I think very, very interesting different scores. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, okay, I set a six. I think it's very recognizable as Moraine. I think the spirit and the motivation of Moraine is the same as in the books. Um, but I agree in terms of her demeanor and personality is quite different um because i mean yes we see a more uh human character and we do get to see her vulnerability but i also think that moraine in the book is extremely i mean she's kyrianon right and so she's like calculated conniving yeah she's like very i mean you know, the only time we see her very calculating is like when she's speaking with the white cloaks and has to like watch her words. But she is much more of like a hammer and like, a, like you know, a fire sign <laughs> in this show. You know, she's more of a ram, um, just like plowing her way through stuff like tact or <laughs> mystery be damned. Um And yeah, I agree. Like it, it, there's intentional changes i don't think they're haphazard at all but like the um choice to make her less uh educated in terms of like the history and the prophecies and everything puts her as a disadvantage and so we see her being a bit less in control and a bit more uh frazzled and and human um okay. but i i also think she's just as Talented and determined and focused on the motivation that she has in the book. So that's why I did a six, a little bit generous. (laughs) What's that average? Uh,
0: The average is 5.7.
1: Okay. All right. Uh Cool. So obviously, Uh fast to follow that has to be land. (laughs) Let's... uh, Okay. I guess I'll go I'll go first to give Tigrayne a break, and then I'll ask Tigrayne to go second because I feel like he'll have some good uh analysis of this. But hmm, I would say I, I'm gonna give Lan a five. I think that he is recognizable as Lan from the books in terms of like his connection to his history, um, his attraction to Nanive and his commitment to serving moraine and their shared mission to fight the shadow but i think that land in the books is a bit more one-dimensional um and has less of his own i mean definitely it doesn't show the same amount of vulnerability is sort of like impenetrable emotionally <laughs> until he like chooses at very precise moments in the books but they're few and far in between which is why they're powerful um this is definitely like we see lan with his family in the tv show i mean his like you know adopted like surrogate family but we see these like tender moments him bringing toys to children being open with nanive pretty early on um And uh, he's not really trying to hide any of this from Moraine. He's just more gentle. Also, like I feel like he likes creature comforts way more. Uh, Like I don't think Bookland would have asked for the water to be warmer. (laughs) I don't think he would have worn spurs and been dramatic into the uh, when he walks into the wine spring. Like to me, Bookland, you wouldn't hear him come in, and you'd be like, "Oh shit, who's that?" guy in the corner so that's why i give five i'm in between all right colin go because you're smirking so you're (laughs) getting called out
0: okay um i think i'm gonna give land actually my lowest score i'm gonna give him a three i think that he's i think he's the most different um Mm -hmm. of the characters especially of these main characters um I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think actually it's a a really good thing, quite frankly. Um, I don't think the land from the books would, would read well at all at all. He would just be like a a stone there, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, stone face. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but I think that, um, you know, I I think that he's recognizable in so much as that he's Moraine's warder and they have a close connection, but like, he's a very, very different personality. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and uh he 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 actually even has like a swagger. Like Daniel Haney Daniel Haney's land has a swagger mm-hmm. that I can think of like several like several moments where I'm like, oh wow, that's that is not the land from the books. You know, like land from yeah. books would not would not do that. Um which is and again, that's okay. I'm I'm okay with that. Um but uh but yeah, I think I think he's definitely the most changed character for the series.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe Rafe took all of Tom swagger and uh, put it in Lance's basket.
0: <laughs> Maybe, not. <Sorry.
1: yeah. laughs> <laughs> okay. A five and a three. Zoe.
2: Yeah, he's like a two for me. Um, and that's, you know, like not a critique at all. I think, you know, we don't get much of Lance's point of view in the books. And so it's kind of hard to say what's going on with him at all times. But, yeah, I mean, for the most part, the warders are really not given – much depth at all and Lance's mm-hmm. not really an exception he's the one we see the most and we get a little bit but um so yeah I think they had to give him a personality and I think they had to um give him you know a, a, the audience a reason to care about him and care about him in naive and feel really good about it which you know for me when I first read the books I didn't even realized they had a thing until they were like saying things to each other i was like where'd this come from <laughs> um, <laughs> so i mean it was so underdone in the books that i you know i can't even say it's a change from the books because i'm not even sure how well we, super, we really knew him in the books um but i definitely think it's a huge a huge difference for sure
1: all right Lanza, 3.3 average pretty different uh-huh. okay cool so I can either run through a list of secondary characters and so we can do them um, a little rapid fire or if you want to elect anybody, uh, we can go around and like, so, Zoe, if you want to pick someone, then Colin and I can rate them and so on. <laughs> I,
2: we choose between those. Um <laughs> yeah
1: no you you pick someone first so, and oh, so we're I... pick. okay, picking
2: this.
1: yeah you don't have to rate it you can just put Colin and I on the spot um or you can judge us and tell us you're rating it's totally up to you <laughs> tell us why we're wrong
2: <laughs> let's do Tam Thor.
1: whoo alright um hmm. that is tough
0: yeah. Um I'm gonna give Tam um I don't I think it's pretty good. I'm gonna give him an eight. Mm. Tam gets an eight.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean I guess I'd give him an eight too. It is hard because I mean we get slightly different like scenes and we don't you know, we don't get the same experience, but mm-hmm the way he does father rand does seem very tam to me um mm-hmm. we don't really get to see him interact with the village council in the show but he comes off as someone who is respected within the community you can tell by the way rand is treated and and his position versus someone like matt you know um so yeah uh yeah i'll, I'll go 8 too i, I can't really knock him except that maybe uh, well I mean the troll gets the best of him in the books too so you can't say he's a better swordsman in the books yeah. necessarily Um, and I do think the blood snow that was pretty amazing to see and how I would imagine Ram- uh Tam so yeah. yeah do you think that's fair <laughs> okay so he's got an 8 alright Colin you want to put someone up for judgment (laughs)
0: um up for judgment hmm uh men (gasps) men
1: Who? um gosh okay i'm gonna say five (laughs) because i think like yes spirit of the character is recognizable as like Men in terms of like the essence and the energy but early men doesn't have that confidence like she is playful and stuff but this men is like much more worldly and uh, not flirty in the same way I don't know she's like it, it's hard but that's why I'm going to go five it's definitely like a new men, but it's recognizable to me I feel like Tigran will have uh, a better take. <laughs>
2: um, I'm going to go with, I think I'm going to go with a five 2 Cause I'm kind of on the fence with this. Um, she, we don't get to see a lot of her. And I think what we do see of her is a little bit of a defensive, like defense mechanism mm-hmm. or like a wall. Um, which I don't really think we saw that in the books because we didn't really see her, you know. um, I mean, she just didn't have that as much, I think, in the books when they walked into her workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, you know, the men we know could definitely be in there. Um, So I'm on the fence. I think we need to see more, but I would say a five for now. Yeah. that That guard up.
1: I feel like she's guarded, but she's still, you can tell, has some compassion for, like, Rand, which is similar to the books. Like, and she definitely likes to, like, she doesn't like to be, uh, like, a traditional lady of the Westlands in terms of how she dresses and, like, presents herself, which seems, like, in character to me. Like, she, she does her own thing. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Okay. Wow, we're agreeing. (laughs) So, min's a five. Okay. uh, I have one prepared. Loyal.
0: Uh, I thought I was thinking about this one. This one's so difficult. Um...
1: (laughs) Maybe that's an answer in itself. (laughs)
0: I think loyal gets.
1: Colin's like doing calculus. (laughs) Carrie's a two. No, I think to Think
0: like I'm gonna give him a five point five. That's because it was between five and six, (laughs) so five point five.
1: Okay. What do you think... What are the detractors that put him kind of slightly over the middle? Think
0: like right, right. I think that like, you know, he's still. He's obviously recognizable as as the character, um, but I, I think that there's I don't know I, I don't feel like he's as patient like he doesn't like I don't get that like not that I feel like he's impatient or is is not um, I don't know it's hard this is really hard to to describe um, I don't get the same degree of patience from the loyal on the TV show that I, that I feel like I pick up from the page Mm -hmm. um, in the books. Um, And again, like maybe it's because the pacing is so quick.
1: Yeah. So he's too hasty.
0: (laughs) You're right. (laughs) I I mean, I think he's, I mean, okay. To clarify that he definitely, there's definitely, um, he's not as hasty as, as the humans in the show, Mm -hmm. you know, but in terms of what I expect from no gear, like, He's he's a little sped up for me. You know, he's a little yeah. oh, too quick, you know. Um
1: he, he needs more anxiety. It's <laughs> like what drugs yeah, are you taking? Your yeah,
0: that part. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I think that like it's not just like the delivery or the movement, it's it's also mm-hmm. kind of like the thought processes and like
1: mm-hmm.
0: how quickly you're gonna go along with these things, you know? Yeah. Um so yeah, that part is that's a little strange for me. So Yeah.
1: All right. Five point five versus to grade
2: i'm gonna say he was honestly like a six for me because i felt he was pretty accurate um performance and personality wise maybe yes maybe slow it down a little bit but um really the only thing that was off was we just didn't get like the expressive ears and i i don't really think i can hold that against them because (laughs) that might have looked weird (laughs) um so i yeah i would say six
1: yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting because, I mean, I, I agree with your assessment, and I think a lot of it was because of the pacing of the show and the screen time. Um, but it wasn't just like his scenes were cut or something. It's like the mm-hmm. character had to be personified that way to keep pace with the show. So it's like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. TB canon now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll do one more. If there's anyone you want to throw out before we wrap, you can. But I think uh, quintessential, I had to include Swan. Oh.
0: Uh,
1: Yeah. Swan Sanche.
0: Zoe, you can go first if you want.
2: I would say she is... I'm going to give her... They give her, like, a four, honestly. <gasps> wow. Ooh, I yeah, want to hear this yeah. rationale. <laughs> um, I just don't think Swan from the books would have put up with any of that shit in the Hall of the Tower. Like, she <laughs> let Leandrin be out of order, and that was wild. And I just think that I, – I don't even know if she would have even have had – let that be, like – get to that point you know like she did so much of her business and her study and and all of that stuff and she was so controlled and precise with everything she did um and kind of similar to moraine like she just doesn't know as much she she's not as sure um Mm -hmm. she's not as in control she's a little more frazzled a little more human to be honest but um Mm -hmm. yeah she just doesn't seem to be like the the chess player, like the 3D chess mm. player of, like, this situation <laughs> the way she is in the books and, you know, that's really critical to her character because of what she does later on for Wayne. so it's like I just, I still cannot get over that, she just let Leander and take control of that situation I, I, <laughs> I that was one of my least favorite <laughs> words Yeah
1: Colin, how would you yeah, like I to think- yeah,
0: I think that's a good point. Um, the 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 scene in the in the tower or in the hall of the sitters is pretty telling. Um, I think that this one in the TV show conveys the same amount of has the same like gravitas, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we we definitely get that she commands this power, mm-hmm. um, but she is she is. A little more frazzled yeah she's a little she's a little more um she she yeah she has the gravity test but she doesn't have necessarily the control mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that she necessarily wields you know um in the books so uh hmm. yeah I'll, I'll go with a, a five, mm. five. now i'll go with the six actually I'll, go with six. <laughs> I'll
1: say six. it is difficult right because it isn't an in- it's intentional ch- change um based on how they're positioning everyone at this stage of the world. Like um, it it parallels Moraine in that they both have less of a, a grasp on things and so their mm-hmm. their nerves are more frayed, and they're allowing that to be exposed, which like the impression that's reiterated over and over in the books is that it doesn't matter what's happening, <laughs> Ice and I and cool calm collected you know, um, yeah. especially these two. But, like Colin said, in terms of her gravitas and presence, like, it's just more like her behavior is changed in the way she's dealing with the hall. Mm-hmm. It's pretty big. So, yeah, I think that was a fair assessment.
0: Yeah. Awesome. All right, I got one more. Okay. One lightning one. Yes. Pad and fane. <laughs> no.
1: Um, I'm going to give him a, uh, two. (laughs) A two? (laughs) I think the way that he deals with Matt, uh, when, (laughs) when Matt's trying to give him the stolen bracelet, he, he Mm. like, you know, um, Pat and Fane in the books kind of puts them in their place a little bit, too, and likes to knock back, like, the Amon's fielders, but then... Once that's over, I mean, it's like a completely <laughs> different. Like, who is this Pat on Fane that ha- the-, the Pat on Fane has I said i You know? Right. Like, and uh, he's got swagger of the wazoo. Like, Pat on Fane can get it. And then Pat on Fane in the books is like smelly and crazy. <laughs> and he's like a golem. Like, so. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's deep in the shadow in both, but in totally different ways. So, but I'll give him a two because he's still a peddler. (laughs) (laughs) He's still a peddler. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, Zoe. I would say, yeah. I mean, he's pretty low for me, like maybe a three or four. But I'm not mad about it. I think he's great in the show, so I'm I'm excited.
1: No, I think I think it's an. No, I guess like I mean, it's a totally different take, and I'm totally here for it. It's definitely like I love Pat mm-hmm. on Fade on the show. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I think we all wanted more from Pat on Fane's character in the books to an extent, so I'm excited to see what they give us in the new turning of the wheel.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Okay,
1: cool. Well, thank you guys for your detailed analysis uh, (laughs) from a book fan perspective. Again, like reiterating we're not judging how successful the character was, but just how successfully it portrayed... The way they're characterized in the books versus, you know, and I think it's fun to dig into the intentionality behind some changes, whereas others, you know, maybe there's less of an explanation or we don't know why things are things are changed. But Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, So thank you for tuning into Randland. Please join us as we continue to analyze season one of The Wheel of Time. Um, If you like us, uh, you can subscribe on YouTube or check us out in Apple Podcasts or podcast stores everywhere. And also on Twitter and Instagram.